Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your host, the Artificial Dragon. I'm your co-host, Darth Celine. <laughs> not not Celine, Celine Dion. Not like Celine, Celine Dion. The Moon Goddess. Yeah, I don't think you have a uh, voice that compares to Celine Dion. No, <laughs> I can't sing as good as her. You probably wouldn't even survive in Saskatchewan anyway. <laughs> it's not I've su- seen not how Saskatchewan. It's Washington. <laughs> I've seen how susceptible to code you are. Yes, I know. <laughs> you, you would shiver at like. I don't know, 50 or 60 degrees. Yes, I get cold very easily. <laughs> but with that aside, and Darth Celine's questionable name, um, welcome to another episode of... <laughs> Fuck Can- you, Eric! <laughs> welcome to another episode of a Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. Where the fuck was I? Okay. Um, <laughs> welcome to the 41st episode of a Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. Um, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, where should I, oh yeah, um, I will real quickly go through the Patreon stuff, it is a new month, and you guys know what that means, a new Patreon art piece, which for this month is the, Empress uh, Teta. Empress Teta, with her two big personalities, that are solely responsible for causing Naga Sadao to give a fuck out of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he just saw those two big bobas and decided, I prefer my virginity over that. Time to give a fuck out of here. (laughs) Insert insert the sticker right away. (laughs) Yeah, the classic. So yeah, if you guys love your good pair of Tedas on your wall or on your phone wallpaper, uh, you could go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash canmail. Once again, that is... Patreon.com slash CanMail. And for all of our Patreon art pieces, all you have to do is contribute to our highest amount, which is a smuggler's tier of $10. But if you're not interested in your lovely pair of Tedas, um, you could just contribute to any other amount, uh, from the lowest being $2 and our mid-tier being $5. And whichever tier you contribute to, you have instant access to our Discord server, where you could talk about general Star Wars lore, uh, share memes, pull up recommendations, or just have a nice little chit-chat with us, me and Mrs. Celine over there. Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Miss. Miss Celine. I absolutely like that there is a uh, unofficial meme going around that you have a love-hate boner. Um, love I, hate boner for the Twi'leks. I do not hate Twi'leks. <laughs> I hate Twi'lek politicians. Yeah, you have a hate boner for Cham. Not, no, no. You love Cham Sundula and his yes, daughter I like, Hera. I like Hera. I like Cham. The two Twi'leks I despise are Orn Frita uh-huh. and Lenatine Suresh. <laughs> for the record, you know that would actually be a nice little uh, joke episode when we. Go into uh, Orn Free Tall <laughs> and we roast the living fuck out. Before him. we get to the shout outs, please support my blog. Indeed, support her blog and ask her characters from Swator in universe questions like what is their favorite food? What is their favorite hobby? And what do they love to do on the side, like arson or murder? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, let me go to the fellow smugglers that have contributed to the podcast. Shout out time! Yep. Um, we got Cameron Lee, Elia Gestapi, Eric Thompson, Kenneth Young, Leon Fodd IV, and Tristan H. 
Once again, thank you guys so much for contributing to our Patreon, and we we appreciate you sticking with us for the past two years. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and uh, speaking of shout-outs, I'm also going to give a shout-out to our thumbnail artist, and we're unraveling the curtains a little bit. Pull um, back the curtain a little yeah. bit. Um, so the artist that does all of our lovely thumbnail art pieces, including this lovely, uh, I won't spoiler the episode, well, you've already read the title, so you know what the episode's going to be about. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, so the artist that has been designing all of our... Thumbnails. Thumbnails is an artist by the name of Michael Harris. Um, I I met them on a Discord server. I'm not going to say which one, but uh, they do some really good art pieces. They are comic book artists, so um, they're lesser known. Um, they go by the nickname of Belittler. Um, for uh, for context, he has his little comic book series that's uh, based off of uh, Hitler. It's oh. more of a comedy series than an actual comic, which is why it's black a combination of black and Hitler. Oh, Bitler. Bitler, yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, shout out to Michael Harris. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, thank you so much for all the thumbnail you've made for uh, for this podcast for the past couple of years. Thank Thanks, you man. so we much. We appreciate it. So yeah, I was. I'll put a link to his website in the description down below. He he is a really underappreciated artist. Give him the love and support, and maybe commission him if you can. Oh, He's yeah. really really affordable, so I rec- <laughs> I recommend that you guys and reach out to him. And you've seen forty versions of his work. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Shout out to Michael Harris once again. Thank you so much for that. Uh, for creating the many. Many tasteful thumbnail art over the years. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um. Am I forgetting anything else? I don't think so. So, anyway, Hannah, you probably know what today's episode is going to be about. We're talking about... Basically, I, I would compare him to Jack Sparrow. Yeah, we the will Jack be... Jack Sparrow of Star Wars. <laughs> the Jack Sparrow of Star Wars. Hondo Onaka. Um, he's... He's been a very, very popular character that has originated from the Clone Wars TV show in much the same vein as Ahsoka Tano, Cad Bane, uh, Captain Rex, and all those other breakout yeah. characters from the Clone Wars. The only thing I really know about him is that he's voiced by Jim Cummings, yep. who also voices Winnie the Pooh. Yep, he voices Winnie the Pooh, and I believe uh, Tigger as well. Yes. Yeah. And um, the singing voice of Scar. <laughs> of course he does. Um, yeah, Jim C- Jim Cummings. Uh, let me see. He also does a lot of uh, other voices for other cartoon characters like the Tasmanian Devil. Oh, wow! Uh, does, Jim Cummings is if you were if you're an Ots baby like I am, mm-hmm. he was a part. Of, he's a part of your childhood. Yeah, um, and the man is a national treasure. He is a very good national treasure, and it's also nice that he stuck around for the voice of Hondo Onaka for basically all of his appearances across the series. That's so pretty cool. I think he's also voiced Hondo Onaka in his appearances in the uh, the uh, Lego side uh, series as well. Hmm. Yeah, so it's really nice that he's a reoccurring actor for such a very popular character. Oh yeah. But anyway, um, more behind-the-scenes stuff for uh, Hondo Onaka. 
Um, as I mentioned before, he's one of the breakout characters that gained popularity in the Clone Wars TV show. Initially, he was supposed to appear in the uh, two debut episodes he appeared in. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of fans were just uh, taken away by his uh, sense of humor and charisma, so to speak. And he became a reoccurring uh, side villain character. That's cool. It is pretty cool. And this is something that I uh, came across when I was doing my research. Uh, According to writer Henry Gilroy, uh, who does a lot of writing for The Clone Wars and everything, Mm -hmm. um, he named Hondo Onaka after Ashiro Honda, a.k.a. the director of many of the early Godzilla movies. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, let me see... Seji Anaka, who is an actor, uh, one of the many suit actors who starred as Godzilla in the early Godzilla movies. Oh, you're obviously nerding out <laughs> <on> that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that until I did legit research, and I was like, oh, that makes sense That's now. really cool, though. <laughs> yeah, as a uh, diehard Godzilla fan, um, I absolutely love that sort of... Unraveling the curtain of how names were made. And I just love how they specific... They could have gone, like, Hondo was named after the Honda Company, something like that. But they decided, no. These two actors from and director from the Godzilla series. We took inspiration from those That's guys. That's so really cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. Really quick note. Did you see the new trailer for Godzilla... Um the new one coming out. Yeah, yeah. I saw the brief trailer. It looks so good. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so, back to Hondo. Yeah. On, onward from the director Honda to Hondo Onaka himself. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Let me go ahead and get into the meat of his episode. Hondo Onaka was born on the Outer Rim world of Ciliar, which is the home world of a Weakway race. Yes, he is a Weakway. Yeah, he is a Weakway. He's got uh, he's got a lot of bumpy skin all over his body like you normally see in Weakway. Uh, fun fact, the Weakway made a first appearance in Return of the Jedi as goons of Jabba the Hutt. Hmm. So yeah, the Weakway, just a brief little cover of their history and everything, the Weakway are kind of a... Uh, primitive tribal society um and they were basically conquered by the huts as a sort of client race okay but anyway that little brief history aside um so Han- hondo was born as a child of a weak way couple who worked as con artists um with hondo's no mother he became a pirate <laughs> yeah um it's kind of uh, a little bit tragic and a little bit uh Humorous at the same time, as you'll soon see in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Hondo's mother, being the driving force and having her son follow in her footsteps as a con artist. Um, though, as such, Hondo's mother would neglect to take care of a child. Instead of, you know, singing him lullabies like a normal mother would do, <laughs> um, she would actually teach the young Hondo to pickpocket people. She pulled a tally out ghoul. <laughs> Pretty much, except less brutal in this regard. <laughs> Hondo would actually come to, ironically, love his mother. And even in his adult years, he would come, he would think about uh, his mother very, very fondly. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, he was kind of a mama's boy, despite the fact that uh, his mother would kick him out of the house every night to <laughs> teach him a lesson. <laughs> his mom went to the owl ghoul school <laughs> The Al Ghul's school of parenting. Because <laughs> Raish is not a good parent, and neither is Talia. Nope, nope. Um, one day, however, 
Hondo's parents would one day sell him into slavery. Fucking God <laughs> damn, what the fuck? Yeah, as a quote offering to the pa- week- parents of the year. Yeah, I know. Um and it was officially as an offering to the weekway deity of Quay. We kind of uh, covered Quay briefly in the Gods episode, by the way. I'll have to look back <laughs> on that because I don't remember Quay being mentioned. <laughs> but anyway, um, so they were, you know, uh, the Weekway are kind of a, a religious people. Like, they have their own pantheon of gods and everything. Okay. And just to uh, bring you up to speed, the Weekway are literally a translation of the people of Quay. You know, their god. Um, but Hondo probably suspected that the only reason they sold him as a offering was because they were low on money. And, and now they, they probably it. didn't want him anymore. Yeah, he was, which is very ironic because despite uh, Hondo realizing this, he still looks upon his mother very highly. Great A parent. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I don't think I remember uh, Quay. Because my brain was so fucked by Waru at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, your brain Watch that so, episode. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yes. Especially in the you ending. You will hear Kate and I lose our fucking shit. <laughs> oh, it'll be so fun to talk about Waru again in one of these no. days. No. <laughs> he is a mind fuck that does not belong in this universe. <laughs> Going aside of uh, <laughs> Hannah's... Waru PTSD over there. Um, so yeah, um, uh, Hondo would serve as a slave for many years on his home world until one day he found an opportunity to escape and he, quote unquote, disguised himself as a police officer. Hmm. And he managed to stow away on a ship which brought him off of his home planet and to a nearby world by the name of Bunta. A hut world. Yeah, a hut world. As you could tell, um, Bunta, well, aside from the Bunta Eve uh, racing classic on Tatooine, you know, pod racing where Anakin uh, he, won he his was, freedom and he everything. Was briefly mentioned in the hut episode. Yeah, Bunta is basically a folk hero who led the huts against uh, a rival human empire, and he personified himself as a deity amongst huts and everything. Yep. Which is where the holiday Bunta Eve comes in. Yes, I remember that from the Hut episode. Yep. Also a good episode. Go watch it. It is a very good episode. Or um, go listen. <laughs> um, and on Bunta, Hondo would become a servant under a Hut by the name of Parla. And he would serve as basically the cup bearer. You okay. know, the guy who goes around pouring wine for everybody. Yeah, a um, leader, basically. Yeah, basically. Um... But since he had a very close role with a hut, he would provide his uh, master several business advice and everything. Like, okay, so he to, was also an advisor. Yeah, he was also kind of an advisor. I mean... Just unofficial. Unofficial. He was still the cupbearer. And, like, he would, like, whisper secrets because, you know, he was... He was the child of a con artist and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, telling the HUD advice, like, hey, maybe we should do this, make sure they don't screw us out of a deal. And the HUD would be like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. I'll take your advice, Hondo. <laughs> um, eventually, Hondo would rise up the ranks since the HUD saw him as a very valuable asset. And he would rise up as Parla's personal assistant and advisor. Nice. Not quite a major domo like you see with uh, Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna, but he was still pretty close with a hut. No wonder he looks so like 
Like he's always got his hands clasped behind his back. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's the mastermind and Kinda. everything. <laughs> he's he's also got that nice drip with that cloak and everything. By yes, the way, yes, he does. Yeah. Um. Eventually. Um. So he would help his master in the ways of illicit trade, and the two would become extremely close partners. Where the point where Perla would completely trust Hondo. Wow. Like, uh, I, it doesn't go into detail, but I imagine that Parla saw Hondo, the young Hondo, as basically a uh, son that he never had. That's cool. I think it's a very heartwarming, considering that Huts are self-absorbed individuals. It's very nice to see that Huts can be nice people every once in a while. Hey, <laughs> With the Huts we've encountered in the campaign. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Especially Kesh the Hutt. Especially Kesh Stay tuned for those episodes. Yeah, yeah. So good. I love listening to them every once in a while. Anyway, um, though Hondo, um, even though Hondo was doing a pretty good job as a servant, you know, he, I'm not sure if he's having a full-time job or anything, but he's probably living the life as his personal assistant. Hondo had larger ambitions, mm-hmm. though. So one day, he... He would remain a servant, but he found an opportunity, and he collaborated with other weakway servants of the hut. Mm-hmm. And he basically um, stole a large amount of speeder bikes, a couple of uh, speeder tanks, you know, those legendary speeder tanks that uh, Arjak bought a yep. while ago. Um, and he <laughs> decided... we have yet to fucking use. <laughs> that we haven't yet to use. It'll, it'll come soon, I promise. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, Hondo just gathered together fellow Weakway servants, stole a bunch of uh, Hut's weapons, vehicles, and equipment, and he said, fuck you, I'm going to do my own thing. And he just got the fuck out of Boomta and went to parts unknown, basically. Cool. So yeah, it doesn't say that he killed the Hut. I like to think that he spared him. He just him. kind of was like, "Fuck you." I'm he was leaving. like, "Fuck you." I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take my own path and everything. And this I'll is my own casino with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> that more fucking uh, bender meme. Bender. I love it so much. Um. So yeah. Um. Hondo. This is when Hondo's legend of becoming a pirate lord came. Was first, you know, kickstarted and everything. Um, so, Hondo, with his new crew, would go down the life of piracy, and Hondo himself, of course, would become the leader of his new pirate gang. Cool. And he called his gang by the very original title of Onaka's Gang. (laughs) (laughs) Very original. Very original, but their logo is pretty dope, I gotta say. Let me see if I could put it in the chat. There we go. Yeah, it's just a uh, nice little stylized skull. It's very simple, but I like it. Hang on. Yeah. Fucking data. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks pretty cool. It is pretty it cool, It looks like yeah. a Rancor. Yeah, I can, let me actually take a look real quickly. Yeah, it kind of does look like a Rancor. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a very nice logo. As as unoriginal as that name is, that, that logo is dope as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very intimidating if you would see that in the middle of space. It's like, oh, oh, absolutely. Fuck. You would know the, the name of the Onaka gang. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, he would go to parts unknown. Um, he would, you know, wreak havoc on a couple of ships here and there. You know, just doing normal pirate shit and everything. And eventually he would go to the uh, 
the uh, wild space region. Mm -hmm. Um, For context, wild space is not quite the outer rim, but it's basically between the unknown regions and the outer rim. Yeah, it's like, because the unknown regions hold like Shilla, Zakul, Odessin. Yeah. Yeah, that that area of space. And uh, wild space, um, it's not quite, like I said, it's not quite the unknown region, but it's kind of very far out there, like barely on the border of a known galaxy. Like, uh, for context, Camino is in wild space. Oh. No wonder it took so long for yeah. people to get there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so eventually, Hondo and his gang would go into wild space, and he would stumble upon a world called Therina. Um... Farina, it is one of those insignificant worlds. It's like barely at the border of the Galactic Republic and everything. It's okay. a very insignificant planet. Like, I don't think there's any resources. Of course, e- there's... Even ma- more backwater than Tatooine. Pretty much, yeah. Damn. Um, like, there's a, there's a native humanoid race there, but that's pretty much it. And Hondo and his gang decided to wreak havoc because, woo-ha-ha, you know, pirate <laughs> shit... Gotta gotta raid, gotta steal the treasures, gotta steal the spies, and yep. enslave and pillage, you know, that yep. sort of thing. And on this world, there was this individual, we don't know what his name is or what their name is, but they were collectors. They collected many vintage starships and everything. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, Hondo, Hondo, stop right now. Look. How about you stop raiding my planet, and in return, I'll give you a couple of ships and whatever. He probably took that deal. Oh yeah, Hondo wanted his own personalized fleet. Because I think the the only reason he invaded that planet was to get that personal collection of ships. <laughs> um, I'll actually share pictures with you right now. Um, they are, if it's not obvious by the pictures, they are very uh, UFO-inspired starships right there. Um, oh, yeah, those just look like UFOs. Yeah, the smaller one with the symbols is the Flare Star class attack, attack shuttle. Mm-hmm. But the most prized ship of them all, um, before I reveal the name, um, kind of a little bit of context. Uh, the year is 2020. I was starting my uh, D&D campaign for the very first time. And it was like the second to third session. Uh-huh. The party was on tattooing and uh, they encountered Anaka, who wanted to give him a job. But uh, <laughs> I know this story. But uh, for context, I had not uh, joined the campaign then. But yeah, I know this story. Yeah. Um. They were trying to make a deal. Uh. They were not going anywhere. And one of my players decided, screw it. We're going to shoot up the entire gang and everything. And basically, Hondo's gang got gunned down, and Hondo was captured. And uh, the next session, they were trying to hijack that uh, ship. And while I was describing everything, one of my players decided to look up the name of Hondo's ship. And he looked it up. And he saw, uh, what was it? Uh, the Corona-class armed frigate. And he was all like, ooh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> How? Uh, 2020. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's very unfortunate. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, for context for the audience, um... This is one, uh, it's kind of a meme where I don't introduce canon characters in my campaign anymore. Well, somewhat. Um, so Hondo, they hijacked his ship. They uh, 
tried to fly it out due to the machinations of one of his monkey lizards. And one of my players decided to put up a wire as a trap for Hondo. Hondo rode an F1 and he got decapitated and he flew out into the uh, the surface of Tatooine below. De- Rip Hondo and Star Wars <laughs> alternate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's... Satine's still alive. Satine's still alive for now. <laughs> Don't you kill my best friend. <laughs> well, anyway, um, just for a little bit of context, yes, the, uh, the Corona... I hope I don't get demonetized for this. <laughs> but, corona but, means sun in Spanish, so yeah, you're fine. I mean, in the context of 2020, you know what I mean. Yes. Anyway, um, so the Corona-class armed frigate, it's a very large ship. Like a... It was originally made for the Separatists, but the Separatists weren't interested in that, so it was basically like a uh, discarded relic and everything. Do you have a picture? Uh, yeah, it's the saucer one. Oh, that's... God damn it. Fucking <laughs> fingerprint! Yeah, it's the saucer one without the uh, logos around oh, it. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's um, cool, though. So yeah, Hondo saw opportunity with this large ship, which is... I think fairly large for a pirate ship, and Hondo was all like, Ooh, you got that amongst your personal collection. Yoink! <laughs> <laughs> it's free real estate. He, Yeah, he took his new fleet, and he decided, yeah, I got what I came for. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to do pirating somewhere else. <laughs> so he took like, his... I got what I came for. Fucking off now. Pretty much. And he named his Corona-class frigate the uh, Ashwinet. Does it have a meaning? Um, not that I could tell. I just think it's a nice sounding name, Ashwinet. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so he got his new fleet, and he had, you know, more pirating to do in the wild region of space. Um, and in return, you know, his collector would give him their ships, and in return, the collector would not seek retribution at all. Good deal. And... As far as I know, he never retributed against them at all. That's cool. So yeah, um, Hondo has his ships, and he be- his reputation continued to grow, and he got more recruits from fellow weakways. I believe like his gang included several other races in the galaxy. Like I think there's Twi'lex, there's Biff, there's even Jawas amongst his gangs. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So he's very inclusive in everything with his gang. That's cool. Yeah. Well, cool. um, he's an alien himself. That makes sense he would have aliens in his ranks. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he began to organize his pirates more and more, and he was basically staffing his fleet with more seasoned pirates to properly conduct their raids while the, the Greenhorns would do their basic training and everything. Okay. And eventually, the Onaka gang would go to the Outer Rim, and they stumbled upon this backwater planet. It's very insignificant. All it has on its surface are sinkholes and buffalo-like creatures, and this world would become known as Florum. And that's basically the outpost that the Onaka gang would operate out of. Okay. Like, it's in the middle of... It's literally in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. The Republic's not going to bother with it. The Separatists aren't going to bother with it. It's just a uh, nice a little... It's re- Yeah, it's a nice little re-estate for uh, a pirate gang to hide out on. Oh, another... Another fucking... <laughs> uh, reference to yeah. your D&D campaign. You're not on, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, for context, everybody. The <laughs> so, one of my characters is a Mandalorian... Uh, he uh, he hijacked Hondo's ship, 
um, the Ashwinet, I'm going to say. Um, and he got contacted by Bib Fortuna. He was expecting Hondo. He's like, wait a minute, you're not Hondo. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and whenever- I never got that context, so now I know. <laughs> yeah. And later, he would land at a spaceport. And of course, it's Hondo's ship. You're going to assume Hondo's the one piloting it. And then the uh, attendant was like, wait a minute, you're not Hondo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just became a meme for a little while. It's a good fucking meme. That's a good joke. <laughs> I got to bring that up if, uh, in a future session one of these days. I got to sneak it in somehow. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. The poor bastard's been dead for, what, three years? Yeah, for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are so many events that are going to be fucked without Hondo. Rip around. Hondo. <laughs> Once again, rip Hondo. Um, but anyway, so back to Florum. So Hondo would find an abandoned facility. Um, like I don't know if there's some certain history between behind the facility. Like if there was a, a previous gang of pirates that went there and made an outpost, but he he basically took it out as as his own. Um, established like a power grid to give it power for f- facilities and everything. You know the the needed stuff. Yeah, for a typical pirates. base. Typical base. Like it has. Uh, where was it? It has several landing pads for his fleet and everything. Mm-hmm. A detention center for all the prisoners and hostages he takes with him. Um, a marketplace for selling all of those illegal goods and everything. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and a large dining hall. Um, there are like a couple of episodes in the Clone Wars where he and his gang would have giant banquets and everything. Well, that's what you do when you're a pirate. You Pretty party. Much. You party and also pillage and, uh, you know, take the women and children, but also party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the classic romanticized uh, pirate life and everything. Yeah. It's the pirate's life for him. Yo ho ho. But anyway, um, so eventually... Hondo would gain this reputation, and he gained the title of the Pirate King of Florum. And he cool. And he gained more and more followers. And I think somewhere around his line, uh, Hondo would join the life as a mercenary briefly. Like That's he, surprising. Yeah, I think he just, you know, because he's a greedy pirate, he wants more money and everything, no matter what. Um, he would meet a couple of famous figures in galactic history, like he had uh, run-ins with uh, Jango Fett. He also had run-ins with Cad Bane himself. Oh, cool. And he also worked alongside uh, Aura Singh. You know who Aura Singh is, right? Yeah, she's another bounty hunter. Yeah, she's the, uh, the bald bitch and everything. Yes. And they would actually become on and off lovers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Aura Singh, she has a very fearsome reputation. Um, for context, she used to be a uh, Jedi Padawan until she uh, got enslaved. Oh, God. And she became Get a- another fucking uh, bounty hunter who's force sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's kind of crazy. So uh, it's kind of. Join the Im- club. <laughs> it's kind of impressive that Hondo was able to get in that kind of relationship with somebody like that. Surprisingly, because I, I looked up uh, just a character. Yeah, yeah. Hondo yeah. Onaka. Yeah. They have him as a walk around character in Galaxy's Edge. Mm hmm. Yep. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I'll get to that little context later in the episode. But yes, he is part of Galaxy's Edge. That is pretty cool. Specifically, the, uh, the Millennium Falcon ride, I believe. Where he's a full animatronic. I think I've seen that. Yep. That's still really cool. It is really cool. But anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah. Sorry for all the 
Yeah, Hondo, he he basically put his dick in crazy and survived to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> Never put your dick in crazy. Except when you're Hondo. He would even gain a couple of, uh, you know what Kowakian monkey lizards are, right? Yeah, Kowakian monkey lizards. Yeah, they're like, those, they're like those little fuckers that are like the Star Wars version of monkeys and everything. Or like parrots, if you want to go back yeah, to parrots. Yeah, it's basically a parrot in the form of a monkey. Yeah, he actually had two of them. Um, let me see. Um, one of them is red and another is a mixture of brown and green. Um, and they actually have names. They're annoying little fuckers. Yeah. Um, the red one is named Peleof Muckmuck, and the blue one is Pick Muckmuck. They're actually brothers. Okay. They're so weird looking. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll eventually one day talk about the monkey lizards, but they are Add a lot... to the fucking list. Yeah, they are actually a lot smarter than they look. Yeah, you have to deal with one of them in a, on a mission on Rishi and Sator. Yeah, yep. They're really annoying. <laughs> yeah, like uh, these two monkey lizards, they uh, would intermittently just chill out on Hondo's shoulders like, you know, a parrot would. Yeah. And they would actually typical be... Typical pirate. You know, typical pirates. Except these guys are actually pretty useful. Like, I think one of them can operate one of his tanks. Oh, shit. <laughs> really? Yeah, and uh, just for context, one of his monkey lizards was the one that caused trouble for a party when they tried to go into a ship. And they're just... <laughs> Kill that little bastard. Oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, moving on from his uh, more fucking monkey lizards. Um, in like uh, around 32 BBY... Um, Darth Maul is still alive at this point. This was before the blockade of Naboo, just in that same general So year. before he got cut in half. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there, Han, okay, so for context, uh, Darth Maul, um, he heard about, uh, from a, tr from a Trade Federation representative, or, no, no, it was a, uh, pirate that was raiding a Trade Federation ship. Hmm. Um, the pirate was talking about this auction that was going on, where, um, there was his captured Jedi Padawan. That was captured by the crime syndicate. And basically they're selling her off. And a bunch of criminal syndicates have are very interested in buying this Padawan. But yay, Darth, trafficking! Yeah, yay, trafficking! But Darth Maul, being, you know, Maul, wanted to kill her. Yeah, of course. Jedi um, hate boner. Yeah, Jedi hate boner. Um, so he goes there. And amongst the criminal syndicate that wanted to take the Padawan for themselves, Hondo Onaka is one of them. Why the fuck was he there? Um, you know, normal pirate stuff. I guess and so. And he's, he's had a hand in the illegal trade for the longest time, too. Fair. He took prisoners and hostages. What's yeah. a Padawan? What's a Padawan uh, make any difference? Yeah. And little did uh, Hondo Onaka know that Darth Maul would be one of the figures that would be amongst the group of other criminal syndicates. And little did Hondo realize he would encounter that... Very same person, like, ten years later. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so that was a nice little... It's basically a cameo. I'm sure his uh, pirate gang... Okay, so, long story short, the Padawan was uh, taken by this one crime lord. Um, Darth Maul murdered his ass. Um, they crash land on the world below. And the, the auctioneer was all like, Hey, the... The Padawan is now back on the table for everybody. If you go down to the world and capture her, the first one who captures her, you could have her all to yourself. 
And of course, um, Darth Maul and the Padawan basically teamed up and killed all the crime syndicates. And Hondo Onaka was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he used Naga Sadao's uh, family technique. Run away! Yep. <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, as, as I wouldn't say, okay, he's kind of a little bit of a coward. But, you know, he's just doing the uh, smart move and give a fuck out of yeah, there. Yeah, that's self-preservation. Yeah, you know, classic Jack Sparrow stuff. Just, yes. Just running away. Yep, nope. <laughs> fuck this. But anyway, with that aside, um, so we're going to fast forward for uh, 10 years, which is the start of the Clone Wars. Okay. So Hondo's gang, um, they wouldn't exactly you know, pick a side or anything like that. They were kind of a neutral party, just reaping off of the benefits, you know, salvaging whatever they can, doing more raids and all that. Um, in his debut episode of on Hondo Onaka and everything, mm-hmm. um, there was this little skirmish between Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Count Dooku, and they actually managed to shoot down his solar sailor over this planet of Vancor. Okay. And Anakin and Anakin... Uh, why did I say that twice? <laughs> Anakin and Kenobi went into a nearby cave because they thought Count Dooku was in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a trap, and Count Dooku just collapsed the cave on top of their asses. Typical scheming Dooku. Yeah, and Dooku actually uh, stole Anakin's lightsaber. He's all like, you won't be needing this anymore, Skywalker. God damn. And he goes back to his uh, solar sailor, which I assume he was going to repair himself to get out. That's such a good looking ship. It is so elegant looking. Um, And Hondo's gang, seeing an opportunity, were salvaging the solar sailor for parts and everything. (laughs) And Count Dooku just approached him and Hondo and Naka was all like, well, 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 what do we have here? And um, Count Dooku's just, uh, you know, going for the facade of a aristocrat sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, he doesn't want to say, hey, he's, I'm Count Dooku. He's playing the part of just a random noble. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And Hondo Onaka was all like, hey, um, your solar sailor is very beautiful. Um, what are you doing this far out in the Outer Rim? And Dooku was like, oh, you know, I was traveling. I happened to run into an asteroid belt and I was hoping to get repairs. But since you're here... Um, would you be able to take me off world? And Hondo was all like, yeah, I could take you to Florum. It's just a couple of parsecs away. And there's this funny conversation where Dooku was all like, is it civilized? And Hondo was like, well, that depends on your definition of civilized. <laughs> and of course, Dooku kind of accepted the offer because he had no, had no other choice and everything. Yeah, it's like, I can't do anything else. And he gets taken to Florum. And during that uh, little transport, um, uh, Hondo ordered his monkey lizard to pickpocket Dooku's uh, pockets and everything. And he retrieved the two lightsabers he possessed. Oh, fuck. And he was all like, welcome to Flora. Oh, are you trying to look for your fancy laser swords, Jedi? And Dooku was all like, he was obviously insulted. And he's all like, I am more powerful than any Jedi. Know that you are dealing with the Sith Lord, and all the pirates just aim your guns at him. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mexican standoff. And Honda was all like, "You are still outnumbered, you bitch." Well, it's Dooku. He can kick ass even in his old age at eighty. Um. Yeah, it's just one of those episodes where uh, obviously Dooku is heavily outnumbered, and both of the, the lightsabers that he had were taken away from him, basically. 
And that is the episode where Dooku was taken hostage by Hondo Onaka. Oh, shit. And Hondo, um, he was kind of contemplating what to do with Dooku. And Dooku was all like, if you allow me to contact the Separatists, I could arrange, arrange them to pay the ransom and everything. And Hondo was all like, you really take me for a fool? What's stopping you from just summoning the droid army and decimating us? And he makes this really good quote that I love so much. You don't survive in the Outer Rim by being stupid. <laughs> and Honda was like, if the Separatists will pay to get you back, chances are the Republic will pay even more. Ooh. It's like, hey, I have a fucking war criminal with me. A war criminal. The, the motherfucking head of the Separatist movement over here. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, he takes Dooku hostage, which is pretty goddamn impressive for a random pirate lord. Mm -hmm. And he contacted the Supreme Chancellor himself, and he's all like, I have Count Dooku, and in exchange for you to get this, uh, you know, the most wanted man of the galaxy, I want a million credits in spice. Ooh. Which is illegal in the Republic. Well, yeah, um, it's kind of a, a smart move because, number one, I think, from what I can gather, Hondo's philosophy, because he rarely asks for Republic credits, because in his mind, I think it also kind of makes sense, like, uh, credits fluctuate, you know? Yeah, like, it's uh, just like, like money fluctuates. Yeah, money fluctuates like, a, you know... Uh, like the value. The value kind of fluctuates over time. Um, and his idea is, if I could get Spice... It will retain its value. It doesn't fluctuate, and I'll probably get even more money for the black market and everything. That's very true and very fucking smart. It is very smart. Um, Hondo, being a motherfucking pirate, is got a big giga brain. Yeah, he's pretty smart. Yeah, and in this entire conversation, I could just... <laughs> he, um, Palpatine was all like, I need proof that you actually have Dooku. And he literally brings Count Dooku in front of him. He's all, and he makes a funny comment of, I'm afraid he's too embarrassed to speak. <laughs> and I could just imagine Supreme Chancellor's like, oh, really? <laughs> you let this guy capture you, Dooku? <laughs> he's probably just like, I am so disappointed in my apprentice. <laughs> no wonder he allowed Anakin to decapitate his ass. <laughs> Oh, shit. And then Palpatine was all like, holograms can be faked. And Honda was like, you want more proof? This is his lightsaber. And Yoda literally collaborates because, you know, that's his apprentice's lightsaber and everything. Oh, shit. And uh, it was just kind of his back and forth because obviously he could be faking it because it's hologram and everything. But they obviously can't let this chance go. So they attached... They wanted, you know, a visual confirmation that it's actually Dooku. So they sent Anakin and Obi-Wan to, you know, confirm it and everything. Mm -hmm. And there's this one funny scene where Anakin and Obi-Wan meet up with Hondo. And he and he's, like, surrounded in his dining hall by his drunk pirates. He's all like, the mighty Siflor is no match for my warriors. And we're just... They're all passed out <laughs> They're just all passed out on the floor. He's like... <laughs> And we managed to capture him, get one of his weapons. What is a lightsaber? That's it. I need to watch that arc now. It is so funny. It's such a classic. 
But yeah, the point is, they met up with Hondo, got the visual confirmation that is it indeed Dooku. Also, I love his uh, exchange between uh, Dooku and Obi-Wan, where Dooku is like restrained in a very similar position to Obi-Wan on Geonosis so many years ago. <laughs> and he's all like, don't, they are a mischievous bunch. They are deceitful and murderous, but more importantly, stupid. And Obi-Wan says, it's a wonder why you don't get along with them, Count. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he says they're stupid, but he got captured. Yep. <laughs> oh, good job. Uh, yeah, but anyway, point is, um, they uh, transmit back to the Republic. Like, yes, this is indeed Dooku. And after that, um, Anakin and Obi-Wan were invited for, you know, this, this uh, banquet as a... Celebration of friendship and everything. Um, and they were given drinks, you know, the whole shebang. Um, Hondo Onaka actually ordered their drinks to be drugged. Oh, shit. And uh, initially, I think it's uh, uh, extended on in a comic. Um, they sensed that their, that their drinks were drugged. Mm -hmm. And they just switched with uh, the cups of other nearby pirates and everything. Um, but... They still got knocked out anyway, because one of the monkey lizards just filled the entire room with uh, drugs and everything, if they got knocked out. Good job. <laughs> Good job on you, monkey lizard. <laughs> um, and uh, essentially, it, Hondo had the idea of tripling the hostage so he could get even more money in the process. Like, hey, we'll give you Dooku, but you gotta pay us so that we could let your two war heroes go and everything. Yeah. And... Uh, there's this nice quote where he goes back to his mother again. He's all like, as my mother once said, son, one hostage is good. Two is even better. But three, that's just good business. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mom. <laughs> yeah, once again, Hondo being the mama's boy. Yeah, it looks like it, even though she sold him into slavery. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just the, uh, the tragic slash funny part about Hondo Onaka's backstory and everything. <laughs> Um, he doesn't see it as tragic. Well, I mean, no. Well, he will become tragic later down the line. But I just think he's a uh, really fascinating character. Like, he has this really fucked up upbringing. Like, he was sold into slavery. He became a servant of a hut. But then eventually he liberated himself and a couple of his servants. And became a uh, pirate gang. Just yep. rising from the literal bottom of a barrel to cream of a crop. Of a criminal underworld, anyway. Yes. But anyway, um, so now he's got free hostages. Um, but one of his uh, lieutenants, uh, a man by the name of uh, Falso, um, they, he wanted to intercept the uh, shipment, the hostage money that the Republic was bringing and, bring, and take it for all to himself and everything. Um, and in this entire episode, Han... Uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Dooku were forced to team up and trying to escape the base and everything. Mm -hmm. And they did this multiple times. And uh, Hondo kept on trying to reassure him, Hey, after everything is said and done, we'll go back to being friends and everything. Just being the <laughs> jovial pirate that he is. <laughs> he is literally Jack Sparrow. <laughs> he is literally as Jack Sparrow. Um, you can't help but be <laughs> appreciate the guy. You can't stay mad at him for too long. Oh, that and he is voiced by Jim Cummings. That so. is very true, yeah. Um, but anyway, so the, the 
The traitor is second in command. By the way, the, uh, the party that was delivering the spice to Hondo was made up of uh, this one senator. I forget his name, but he's a uh, grand senator. You know, the free-eyed fuckers. Oh. And uh, the other representative was Jar Jar Binks himself. Oh. <laughs> Knowing Jar Jar, he would have fucked it up. Well, who knows? Anyway, so um, the second in command got the spice, took it for himself, but then Jar Jar, with his clone escort, got it back, and they were heading to Hondo's base and everything. Okay. And the second in command was like, I'm sorry, boss. I went out to scout out to see if the Republic sent us the spice, but they actually sent an entire army to crush us and everything. And Hondo was personally betrayed by that, even though, you know, he it's took two of them hostage and everything. And it's a um, lie. It's a lie. Um, he, he was all like, send out the tanks to go and crush them. And, uh, Hondo, you know, the tanks, the pirate tanks were sent out and, uh, this is, I'm just going on a side tangent because it's good for context. Uh, Jar Jar being the clumsy classic Jar Jar hijacked one of the tanks. It was like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and he crashed into a nearby power line, disabling the base and everything. Good job, Jar Jar. And the one, the, one of the few times his comedic timing works. Yeah, exactly. And uh, during that very moment, Hondo actually displayed both Anakin and Obi-Wan to his entire pirate gang and basically tortured the fuck out of him for having the Republic come and, you know, invade him, which is an obvious lie, but Hondo doesn't know that. Yeah. And the power was shut off and Anakin and Obi-Wan were freed and he was like, what happened to the power? I was having fun torturing them. <laughs> and Anakin and Obi-Wan uh, took Hondo hostage you know, the reverse hostage thing. Yes. And they reunited with Jar Jar, who's like, Wisa got the spices! And Obi-Wan was all like, Good job, Jar Jar. Assuming they still have Count Dooku. And they see a ship go up into the air and just fly away. And that was Dooku Count Dooku escaping. Out. <laughs> He's just like, Now's my chance! <laughs> he was like, Pew! <laughs> Doing a classic Nagus the Dow thing of, Run away! <laughs> <laughs> chance, steal the ship, fuck <laughs> Like, and then, bye. Yeah, and like afterwards, um, you know, Dooku is no longer in play here, and they decided Obi Wan was all like, Anakin, let Hondo go. We don't have any other purpose here. And Hondo was kind of surprised, and his his pirates were about to open fire on the Jedi. He was like, Whoa, 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 stop, 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 Master Jedi. After everything we've done, you're just going to walk away. And Obi Wan was all like, We have is not the Jedi way to hold grudges against you. And Honda was like, indeed, very honorable, Master Jedi. Bro moment. Yeah, and Obi-Wan was like, oh, by the way, Count Dooku does not share our sense of honor, and he knows where you live. <laughs> Which, oh, yes, fuck it, Obi -Wan. Will, will come into play later in the episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, you know, they part ways semi-amicable, that sort of thing. Okay. And then later down the line... Um, Hondo and his pirate gang would threaten a bunch of farmers on the world of Felucia. You know, where Shock T was for yeah. a majority of Order 66 and all that. Um, the aftermath of the Age of the Empire. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they went to Felucia because there were a bunch of farmers that were uh, cultivating this plant, which could be used for spice. It is, quote, 
the most valuable crop in the galaxy. And obviously, Hondo, being a pirate who... He wanted it. He wanted it, you know, for a good profit and everything. Um, And the farmers, they hired a bunch of bounty hunters to help them out. Okay. And it's pretty interesting because uh, the bounty hunters were led by the Zabrak female by the name of Sugi. She's much more honorable than your normal bounty hunter. Okay. And by coincidence... Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka were there, too. Why the fuck were they there? Well, long story short, uh, they were scouting out a Republic base. It got destroyed. They got shot down by a bunch of Ultra Droids, and now they're trying to give a fuck off the planet. Okay. So, yeah, um, a lot of coincidence of the Clone Wars, if you couldn't tell. Um, anyway, um, Obi-Wan, the Jedi, were trying to get off world. Honda was like, hello, my old friends. And, and Suki was all like, you know, this pirate. And Obi-Wan was all like, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, unfortunately, we do. Yeah, and like uh, Hondo was trying to negotiate with these bounty hunters. Like Suki was putting up his act. Like, we're defending these innocent civilians. And Hondo was like, come, come, come now, dear. How much are they paying you? I'll trip over prize and Sugi will, and to her credit, Sugi did not give in because she's like a contract is a contract and I will not abandon this, these people. That tracks with the bounty hunters guild. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and Obi Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka. Um, even though if these farmers were innocent, they were more interested in getting off planet because they have more important things to do than just defending an insignificant village. Yeah. Um, they were all like. Hondo, we're good friends. Could you take us off world? We'll pay you in credits. And Hondo was like, you know I don't uh, deal in Republic credits and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when uh, the Jedi decided, okay, we're going to help the villagers defend themselves. You know the classic trope of a bunch of wandering samurai teaching the villagers to defend themselves. Like that episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, And then the next day, the the pirates, uh, Hondo and his gang... Assaulted the village. Hondo brought in his big fucking tank to wreck hell on the <laughs> village and everything. Um, he was like, <laughs> he's just firing his gun. And uh, he had a nice little duel with Anakin himself while he was wielding an electro staff. You know, the weapon that the Magna Guards yeah. use. And it's also kind of pretty goddamn impressive that Hondo was able to hold his own against, you know, the chosen one himself. Yeah. And then afterwards, um, of course, uh, Anakin won, and Hondo um, loudly proclaimed, This endeavor is no longer profitable! And he got the fuck out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Again, run away! Run away! Aside from that little kerfuffle, um, Hondo and his gang would actually have more amicable relationships with the Jedi Order. Like, in a later episode, he had a... uh, Kind of a minor role, but uh, there's this. Uh, so there's this planet. You probably know it as Onderon. Yeah. Um. So the separatists uh, are backing the royal family of that world and everything. And the Jedi were training the local uh, resistance movement and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, let's just say, in that uh, particular moment, they were getting fucked by the separatist army. Um. But. Anakin and Obi-Wan were kind of forced to step back because if they, 
involve the Republic even more, that will basically look like make the resistance movement look like a uh, a uh, you know a Republic movement and everything. Yeah. Um, and Anakin was trying to think of ways to help Ahsoka, like give him a rocket launchers, something like that. And Obi Wan literally says, "Who in the galaxy would be running around with an extra batch of missiles?" And Anakin instantly said, "Hondo." <laughs> so he went to Florum. Um, paid Hondo and Spice and everything to go to Onderon and get... Where the fuck did he get Spice? That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> That's not important. <laughs> By the way, like, Hondo was basically the, uh, intermediate, uh, the go-between guy for Anakin and the Onderon resistance. The third party. The third party, you know, just smuggling in weapons for the Andorans, and with their new rocket launchers, they were able to prevail against the Separatist army. Cool. But on another occasion, Hondo and his pirate gang would actually invade a, uh, a Jedi ship by the name of a Crucible, which was carrying a new batch of Jedi younglings that just got their uh, kyber crystals from Ilum. Because Hondo, yeah, um, because Hondo was interested in getting his kyber crystals because they are worth a fortune on the black market. Oh, no fucking shit. And he invaded, and um, Anakin's own apprentice, Ahsoka, was the, uh, the Padawan's guardian and everything. And she had a duel with Hondo. Um, they were able to break off of Hondo's UFO ship, you know, the Corona and mm-hmm. everything. Um, unfortunately, in the effort... Hondo captured Ahsoka, and he's like, fine, if I can't have the kyber crystals, then I might as well sell you on the black market instead. And he was all like, the, I have a businessman from the criminal underworld that will pay a handsome credit on a Jedi, especially a female Jedi. Yeah, uh, <laughs> So yeah, um, as much as Hondo is a pirate, he is uh, still a pirate and yeah. everything. Yeah, he's an honorable man, but he's still a pirate. Yeah, he's greed will take him over more times than not. Well, actually, before I continue on with that story, let me actually rewind a bit. So you remember his ex-lover, Aura Singh? Yeah. Eventually, um, so Aura Singh is basically... At around this time, the mentor of Boba Fett and everything, mm-hmm. helping him and getting his revenge on uh, Mace Windu for killing his father. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to Florum, and she has a bunch of clone hostages mm-hmm. um, in the hopes of bringing out Mace Windu to come to them and everything. Um, and she goes to Florum um, because, you know, she knows Hondo, wants to take refuge in his base and everything. Mm-hmm. And Hondo was all like... Look, I get that you have this, uh, you know, vengeance quest against the Jedi and everything, but leave me the fuck out of it. <laughs> he was, he literally was all like, this is your war, not mine. That's funny. And when, uh, instead of Mace Windu, uh, Plo Koon and Ahsoka arrived on Florum, and Hondo was all like, hey, by the way, Aura Singh is waiting for you. She's setting up a trap, but I have nothing to do with this. He was just basically standing on the side. <laughs> He's just like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope, uh, she's crazy. Yeah. And uh, even uh, Ahsoka was basically chasing after Aura Singh because, you know, she was giving a fuck out of Dodge. Uh, one of his uh, pirates aimed for Ahsoka. He's like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, stay neutral. It's like, this is not our fight. <laughs> and Plo Koon, he captured uh, Boba Fett and he was trying to get the location of the hostages out of him and mm-hmm. everything. Um, but Boba Fett was not talking. 
And, and he's, he's probably still a kid. Like, yeah, he was like uh, 12, I think, at this point. Oof. And, you know, he's going through his... Uh, I think he's going through a, uh, a uh, phase of consciousness because he didn't think that uh, Aura Singh would take a bunch of innocent hostages in this affair and everything. Yeah. Especially those who are the offspring of his father, by the yeah. way. <laughs> his brothers, basically. Essentially his brothers, yeah. Well, Bob um, is a clone too, so they mm-hmm. are his brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Plo Kuno goes to Hondo and he's like, I can't convince him to reveal the location of the hostages. Maybe you'll have better luck uh, asking him. And Hondo, without uh, protest, he was all like, tell the Jedi what he needs to know, Boba. And Boba was all like, why should I? I got nobody now. And Hondo was like, it's the honorable thing to do. It hey, is what you, at least he's got some honor. And he's all like, it's what your father would have wanted. So Hondo knew Django. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, he he's led a very interesting life. I'm sure he has. <laughs> um, and long story short, um, they got the location. Um, Aunt, uh, Ahsoka or Singh have a duel on the Slave One, you know, Django Fett's ship, now Boba's. Yep. Um, the Slave One crash lands. And they assume that Aura Singh died in a crash. But Hondo, he went over to the Slave One secretly and recovered Aura Singh while salvaging the Slave One for himself. <laughs> like, yeah, she's crazy, but I still I still like her. I still like her. That, <laughs> hey, I could stick dick and crazy, and I'll say that too. <laughs> I'll say that crazy if I want. Oh, God. But anyway, long story... I see why they're on again, off again. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, fast forward... To now. Um, Ahsoka gets taken prisoner by Hondo Onaku. Wants to sell her on the black market and everything. Mm. Um, the Padawans that... Ahso- the younglings. Yeah, the younglings that uh, Ahsoka was protecting. They decided to go rescue her. They went undercover as basically this circus troop. Because there was this uh, little circus that Hondo sub- uh, summoned to entertain him and his pirates and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they managed to uh, liberate Ahsoka... Uh, try to get off world. Honda was very furious and a very drunken fit and everything. <laughs> I want their heads! <laughs> I, I gotta look at like a compilation of all of his stuff now. Oh, there is a shit ton of compilations of Hondo, just Hondo quotes on <laughs> YouTube and everything. They are so quotable. It's so After good. this episode, I'm watching it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, long story short, Hondo and a couple of his loot. Well, okay, not Hondo himself. He was just drinking his ass off and everything. He was drunk as a skunk. Yeah. Um, his lieutenants managed to recapture Ahsoka and the younglings, and they took him back to the base. However... What they- is with Hondo and capturing fucking Jedi? <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, man. Um, however, when they get back to their base, they see it infested by battle droids. General Grievous has invaded the pirate base. Oh, no. As retribution for, you know, taking Count Dooku hostage. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> there's, this, there's this scene where uh, Grievous and a bunch of his droids just march into the dining hall. And Hondo was just very nonchalant. He's like, General Grievous, I assume? Have <laughs> a scene. Holy shit, that's ballsy. <laughs> yeah, he... Especially he, because it's Grievous. Yeah, Grievous just gets up on the table... Grabs Hondo by the collar and yeets him across her room. <laughs> he was all like, "He was all like, this planet is now under separatist control." And Hondo was like, Ugh. 
You know, what do you suppose that means? It means you have a new master now, pirate scum! Oh, shit. Oh, man. And long story short, Hondo gets taken prisoner by the Separatists as retribution for taking their head of state and everything. And Ironic. Yeah, very ironic. Uh, in the very same room that uh, Count Dooku was in prison so many years ago, by the way. That's funny. And uh, at first... Hondo's lieutenants considered the option of, hey, maybe they'll let us go if we give the Jedi to them. And Ahsoka was like, are you crazy? It's a Separatist. They'll just kill you. Yeah. And they decided to go with a smart option, infiltrate the base, free Hondo and the rest of the pirates. And uh, actually, there's this very nice little scene where uh, Hondo's just suspended in the air. And he's like, why should I depend on a bunch of children? And... uh, you know, he's yeah, reminded... The, it's a Padawan and younglings. Yeah, pretty much. Saving a pirate. But, uh, you know, Hondo decided to uh, rouse him, like, show me that you are ready to fight against the might of Grievous and everything. And all the Padawans just show off their lightsabers that they just dis- uh, constructed a little while ago. Um, there is one Padawan by the... Not Padawan. A uh, youngling by the name of... Let me see if I could find her name. Uh... Where was it? Not the Wookiee. No, no, not the Wookiee. Uh, you remember uh, Adi Gallia, her yeah. race? Yeah. Uh, it's just a uh, youngling version of her okay. race. Okay. Um, God damn it. Um, Quick pause. <laughs> You'll find it. There we go. Uh, Kelony. Um, you know, just imagine Adi Gallia, but as a child and everything. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kelony, she wasn't able to construct her lightsaber at that point, but... Uh, she, Honda was all like, where's your lightsaber, young girl? And she was all like, I haven't constructed mine yet. And, and Hondo kind of got excited. He's like, construct your lightsaber. It's, I don't think it, and it will be a very memorable occasion for myself to witness such a marvel. That's cool. Yeah. And she constructed her lightsaber in front of a pirate lord who, let's be honest, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to well, actually see. Duh. <laughs> And then she activated her lightsaber and used that to free Hondo Onaka from her, cool. from his chains. Hey, at least he's got the bro moments with the Jedi. Yeah, That's he's cool. got his bro moments. Um, and Hondo was like, this very day, I love children and I don't want them to get killed in battle. And, As- <laughs> and Ahsoka was like, even though you did threaten to kill us like a couple of days ago and Hondo Onako was all like well my mood changes very very often but this day I love children and then he he but, sounds like the type to not like children well I mean he his mood fluctuates a good amount let's just say <laughs> um he frees the rest of his pirates um and in this very badass moment Hondo Onako armed with a normal sword goes out and chops several battle droids apart with just a mere sword. That's cool. He could be pretty badass sometimes. Yep. Typical. So, he, he he basically sounds like Jack Sparrow. Pretty much, in yeah. In Star Wars. Pretty like, much. He's if, so fucking cool. He is so cool. Um, I'll pause real quickly. I like Cad Bane more, but Hano Onaga is definitely on my list of most loved Star Wars characters, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He's got the charisma, for sure. He's got the charisma. <laughs> and right. he's, he's an anti-hero, he is a, I really like. He is the very definition of an anti-hero in Star Wars. Yeah. But anyway, um, so 
They, uh, so Hondo and his pirate and Kaluni go to their speeder bikes, and Ahsoka and the rest of the younglings go to one of his speeder tanks, and Hondo goes to his secret hangar, where he has his collection of ships and everything, mm-hmm. and he, and among them is the Slave One, and he decides, um, to give a fuck out of Dodge, and Kaluni was all like, So he hey. kept the Slave One. <laughs> yeah, he did. He... He even painted his gang's logo on the Slave <laughs> One. Jacob <laughs> just fucking turning in his grave like, no! <laughs> but anyway, um, so Kaloni was all like, what are you doing? I We should be rescuing Ahsoka. And uh, and Honda was all like, ah, never mind about Ahsoka. But if you want to become a pirate Jedi, feel free to, young one. Goddamn. And, and Kaloni was like, but Ahsoka trusted you. Are you really going to turn your back on her? And and Hondo's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I'm being lectured by a child. And he was like, okay, fine. So he gets in the Slave One, and he meets up with Ahsoka, who, very, very fortunate that he did, because Ahsoka was fighting for her fucking life against Grievous at this point. Luckily, she was able to hold her own against yep, Grievous. Yep, yep, she did. And, and this was... How far into the Clone Wars? Uh, okay, not quite near... Well, okay, it's near Revenge of a Sith, but not quite at Revenge of a Sith. Okay. Um, so, Hano Onaka rescues Ahsoka, the rest of the younglings, and they give a fuck out of Dodge. And they meet up with Obi-Wan, and Hondo has his entire thing where he goes up to Obi-Wan, and he's like, By the way, I need you to, uh, you know, give me a, uh, what was it? Uh, God damn it. I have a damaged ship. Most of my men got killed. I had to use a lot of fuel, you know, for this rescue effort. Um, I would like some money in return for this rescue effort. Reparations. You know, give me reparations, Kenobi. And Kenobi was all like, really? So this was a rescue operation and not you trying to kill Ahsoka and abduct the Padawans? And, uh, and uh, Anaka was all like, you're welcome, God, I'll send you a bill. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting paid. I'll send you a fucking bill. <laughs> and uh, that's so funny. Yeah, he is. He is so quotable. He is so quotable. Um, and Hondo and the remains of his pirate gang go back to Florum to salvage what's left of their base and everything. Mm-hmm. He's literally in the wreckage of his glorious empire from the, you know, grievous wrecking up the place and everything. Yeah, he wrecked his shit. And I think, like, literally, like, maybe a couple weeks later, he would have new visitors that would come up to his doorstep. Oh, yay. And not the fun kind. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, so, there's these two people. They go by the name of Maul and Savage. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, so Maul was, you know, he was recently resurrected at this point and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Maul wanted to make his own criminal empire. And he decided to start off with Onaka's gang and everything. Yeah. Um, he was able to bribe half of Onaka's uh, men, his best lieutenants and everything. Okay. And uh, Maul was basically contacting him via hologram in hopes of convincing him to join his side and everything. Just join me in the, this glorious criminal empire that we have in the making and everything. And Hondo, you know, he's dealt with Dooku. He's dealt with Grievous. He's obviously not interested in Just that sort of no. affair. <laughs> because in his mind, Hondo sees those kinds of people as unreasonable. Like, others like the Jedi, they could be reasoned with. You could... 
you know, they pay you. Can you sway them to do what you want. Pretty much. These guys, the, no. No, no. Not even money will sway them to your side. But here's this really funny moment. When he heard about his lieutenants joining uh, Maul and everything. Mm-hmm. Han, Hondo's first words were all like, Traitors. Scum. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> but so betrayed. I think I saw that in the comment of one video. It I is. yet to watch it. I, uh, I think I have <laughs> one of the You've things. You've got like all of his quotes up in your head. Yeah, I mean it also helps that I saw most of his videos recently, but I literally have them stored up in my noggin up here. Um, and then uh, Maul, you know, did the classic Sith thing where he's all like, here is the price for betrayal, and he stabbed one of Hondo's men mm-hmm. as an example. And Hondo was very horrified at this and he was all like let me tell you this you are not the first laser sword wielding maniac i had to deal with <laughs> and hondo onaka survives every time basically yeah and maul was all like we shall see and then this little civil war happens between hondo's pirates and maul's pirates basically mm-hmm and you probably remember this as the uh, moment where Obi-Wan and Addie Gallia come in. Oh, duel. this is when Addie dies. Yep, she dies during this little exchange. <laughs> Getting horned through the gut by Savage. Yeah. And, uh, a kid show, everybody. <laughs> yeah, not a kid show, everybody. There's decapitations happening all over the place in the show. A certain nostalgia critic, you know, <laughs> for kids. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, this... While Maul and Savage were fighting uh, Kenobi and everything, um, Hondo lures his, uh, you know, his uh, traitor comrades and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, One of his men had a uh, machine gun just ready to rip them apart and everything. Mm -hmm. And he was all like, are you still willing to fight me? The horned men are not interested in helping you. They're more interested in Kenobi. And basically, the, the pirates were, the, the traitor pirates were begging for mercy and everything. And surprisingly, Hondo decided to accept him back in his ranks. Hey, that's what makes him an anti hero. Yeah. Like, like uh, he'll, he'll kidnap a Jedi and younglings. Yeah. But traitors? Eh, come back. Yeah, like, I think he also accepts the fact that they're pirates. Backstab is inevitable. Might as well accept <laughs> them back into your ranks. God damn. And uh, there's this nice little scene where where uh, Maul and a crippled Savage Opress came back to their uh, new recruits. And, he was, and Maul was all like, okay, we need to give a fuck out of here. We're leaving. And Hondo was all like, my men are not going anywhere with you. Look at them. How powerful can they possibly be? They are running away from Kenobi. <laughs> and, Maul w- and Maul basically said, You will pay for your insolence. And Honda was like, Insolence? We are pirates. We don't even know what that means. Of course. And uh, Maul and Savage were basically forced to run away from these pirates and everything. Yep. The t- the Sith tradition. Run away! Run away! And then uh, they get into the ship. Hondo had one of his uh, pirate boys rocket them out of the sky and go tumbling down into the distance. Um, and Obi-Wan comes back to Hondo and Hondo was like, 
Come, Kenobi, let us see what riches have fallen from the sky for me and you. <laughs> so they were scavenging the wreckage. They found a bunch of treasures and Hondo was all like, well, if can't find the bodies over here, that must mean they must have perished in the crash. And Obi-Wan was like, I'm not too sure. I, uh, I cut one in half and that didn't put him down for good. And Hondo, <laughs> and Hondo made the nonchalant comment of, uh, that's very interesting. <laughs> like eh, whatever i care about the money <laughs> pretty much um and it, it might seem like they uh, could recover from this you know they got new treasures i'm not too sure about their base it's probably salvageable but they got new riches they got the uh the fruits of their victory from Maul mm -hmm. and everything that he got um however during the rise of the empire it's basically admitted like it it obviously happened off screen and everything, but the pirate gang would soon be broken up and Hondo would be without a crew. Oh, shit. And for the remainder of his life in the Empire and everything, he would go around as a sole pirate captain. I, I can imagine he's like doing the Jack Sparrow thing where he's just on his little dinghy in the middle of space. <laughs> yo ho ho, it's a pirate's life for me. <laughs> yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. He just has his little flag. Just <laughs> <laughs> a dinky little ship. Doo, 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 doo. And he would like take a couple of odd jobs, like mercenary work and everything. Um, yeah, basically he's a mercenary, but he calls himself a pirate captain. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's kind of, also kind of, there's a uh, offhand comment where Hondo actually uh, helps a order, uh, a survivor of Order 66 hide from the Empire and everything. So even in the... He's still uh, a bro to the Jedi in the he, Age of the Empire. Yeah, in his later years, Hondo would actually call himself a Jedi sympathizer and everything. That's cool. And he was all like, I wouldn't have believed me either, but one of my best friends was a Jedi. At least, I'm pretty sure we were friends. <laughs> By the way, he is referring to Kenobi. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, um, in his old age, he... Like, uh, in the Age of the Empire, Hot I... I can imagine that Hondo, uh, he sees the Empire as basically this huge boar and everything. He kind of um, sympathizes with the Jedi, not for what they fight for, but being this honorable, worthy foe, like, compared to a bunch of stormtroopers and everything, they can't compare to the laser sword-wielding monks that would deter his plans every once in a while. It's like how Joker felt when Batman died. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Or that one scene from Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, uh, the third one anyway, where, uh, what was it? Barbarossa and Johnny, uh, not Johnny Depp. Uh, uh, Barbosa and uh, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow look at the Kraken, and Barbosa was all like, the world is a much smaller place now. And Jack Sparrow was all like, the world has been the same as it always been, just less in it. Yeah. That's basically what it's like for Hondo in the Age of the Empire right now. Oof. Eventually, though, um, he would... Uh, this is where his appearance in the Rebels comes in, by the way. Oh. <laughs> his, uh, you know, his, Yay, uh, his, weird, his weird appearance. But it's actually quite heartwarming. Um, so, during... Okay, so, quick pause. Okay. He... His first appearance of the Rebels, he basically hijacks the ship of his uh, crime lord by the name of Vizago. 
who is a very reoccurring side character that the Rebels work for, you know, do an odd job for every mm-hmm. once in a while. Um, he takes over the guy's ship, um, imprisons him in the cargo hold, and basically takes it for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, classic pirate stuff and everything. Yep. And a little boy wanders on the ship, and it turns out to be Ezra Bridger. Oh, that's cool. And and Ezra's like, who the hell are you? Where's Vizago? And, uh, and Hondo was <laughs> like, oh, uh, it was Vizago ship. I played a little bit of Sabag with him, and, uh, well, he like, it's and I own his ship. And they decide to have a nice little adventure together. And uh, Hondo goes to make this deal with his other crime lord by the name of, uh, where was it? Uh, as a Morgan, who is this, uh, very pot-bellied looking alien fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, as, I'll, I'll actually share some, uh, pictures with him. Okay. He, this guy is actually, uh, based off of a concept arts of, uh, Job of a HUD in Return of a Jedi. Oh. There. And it's loading. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's very ugly looking. Yes, he is. By the way, uh, Hondo, he's, this guy is also uh, a on and off um, people that the Rebels have to deal with every once in a while. Okay. And Hondo decided to do this deal, like sell him some generators that the Zago was going to transport him and everything. And when, uh, as Morgan found out that Hondo was the one who was selling him the generators, he was all like, is this some kind of joke? I don't make deals with old relics. And Hondo makes the comeback of, now, 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 let's not bring your wife into this. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Even in the Rebels, he has quotable lines. They're so good. That's cool. Um, At least they gave him good lines. Yeah. Unfortunately, as a Morgan, uh, kind of uh, wanted to backstab Hondo anyway, and he also recognized Ezra Bridger. Mm-hmm. Um, for context, Ezra didn't tell Hondo his real name. He used the alias of Lando Calrissian, and La- and Hondo was very familiar with uh, Lando's reputation. He's like, "Oh, you're the famous Lando Calrissian. We'll make a excellent team together." I <laughs> didn't even know. Yeah. And then uh, when Asa Morgan recognized Ezra Bridger, um, he was like, you're, you're not Lando Calrissian, you're Ezra. And Honda was like, you're not Lando? You lied to me? I knew I lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then long story short, a brief firefight happens. Uh, you know that one clip where Chopper has uh, two pistols and he decides to shoot around? <laughs> That's basically where that clip comes Chopper from. Chopper committing war crimes. Just dot 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 dot. Just waving them around. Fucking Chopper. Yeah. Um. As much as that Rebels. Droid. Yeah. As much as Rebels is very childish in the beginning, it has such great episodes. They're so fun. I gotta check it out yeah. eventually. Um. Where was I? Okay. Um. They have his little firefight. Hondo. Um. He was being very heroic. Like. Uh. He saw that. Throws his uh, grav sled heading towards Ezra. He mm-hmm. pushed him out of the way, and Hondo got rammed by the sled. Mm-hmm. And he landed on this platform that basically sends them into the vacuum of space. Oh, shit. And Hondo just was all like, uh-oh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a Morgan, he got shot at by Chopper, and he threw this uh, crate of credits in Hondo's path. Mm-hmm. And it lands at Hondo's feet. And he's like, I'm rich! 
I'm dead! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fortunately, funny. Ezra Bridger managed to save his ass with, with the, the force. force. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm rich! I'm, I'm dead! dead! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hondo, you never failed to disappoint. <laughs> Um, and they have this nice little moment where Hondo shares his history a little bit. Oh yeah, one of his other quotes was all like, Look at me, a former pirate lord, now a ch- chasing after scraps. Of the stories I could tell you, many of them true. <laughs> like, if you think Tip about... a pirate to, like, uh, exaggerate on their their stories yeah but very exaggerated stories are actually true <laughs> yeah um so he kind of opens up to ezra like telling him like i'm a jedi sympathizer why would i tell on you to the empire and everything blah blah and being a bro yeah and ezra was all like i'm not actually a jedi and honda was all like well why not be a pirate jedi we would make an excellent <laughs> team and he was like Oh, yeah, and give me your name, your real name, Ezra. Thank you, Ezra Bridger. That's cool. Yeah, so Hondo has a soft spot for children, apparently. Looks like it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we go back to the ship. Uh, Ezra finds out about uh, Vizago, the Deveronian captain and everything. Anyway, so Vizago, um, Ezra releases Vizago. He was like, Hondo, you son of a bitch, you took my ship. And Hondo was all like... Well, gotta go. It's like, bye. <laughs> and he took uh, the ship that Ezra was on, which is called the Phantom. Uh-huh. Um, the Phantom had a pre-programmed route to go back to the Ghost because it's like a little shuttle that yeah. connected to the ship and everything. Um, and it went right back to the crew of the Ghost. And he's like, he was just telling them this tall tale, like, I saved Ezra, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And and Ezra came back. Um, and tell, told them the truth and everything, and the ghost crew decided to let Hondo off because, you know, Ezra is alive, we'll, we'll <laughs> take the generators, but we'll let you keep the credits that you nearly died for. Mm-hmm. And Hondo was like, see you soon, Ezra Bridger. That's cool. So he became, like, a uh, fairly reoccurring character in the Rebels TV show. That's cool. Um, like... He's kind of a uh, on and off ally slash uh, nuisance for the for the ghost crew and everything. Like kind of one, like in the Clone Wars, pretty much. Um, like at one point, he told uh, the ghost crew about surviving members of uh, Zeb's race, the Lasat, and everything. Mm-hmm. And then he betrayed them so that he could get their reward from the Empire. And then he told the, the rebels about what's going on. And then he betrayed them again. You know, getting better money and everything. <laughs> And then uh, he got rescued by rebels again. He told them about uh, the scrapyard that was scrapping Y-Wings and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, They retrieved the Y-Wings. And then Hondo took a bunch of Ugnaughts that were there to make up his crew and got the fuck out of Dodge. Um, Contacted the rebels again because there's this Imperial ship that had treasure because, you know, classic pirate stuff. Um, They lost the treasure. Um, got a little bit of a treasure, actually, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, in the finale of... I'm doing... I know it seems like I'm going through this a lot, here. but let's just say Hondo Onaga has a deep history, but I'm just trying to go through these fairly quickly, because if I talk about every single little detail on Hondo's life, we'd be here all okay, day. Okay, how about go watch Rebels? Yeah, pretty much. Um, spoiler alert, in the season finale of Rebels... 
Uh, Handel was one of the characters that helped Ezra Bridger liberate his homeworld of LaFalle. Cool. And it's kind of... Uh, he The only reason he participated, because originally he wanted to get paid, but after he heard that uh, Ezra was liberating his own world, Hondo decided, there is nothing I would do for that boy. That's cool. So he is a, abs- being a bro. He is an absolute bro, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then after that, um, he... So, <laughs> yeah, he still lives in the quote-unquote, current era of Star Wars, which is, like, I believe, like, 20 or 30 years after the uh, original trilogy. Oh, damn. So, yeah, if you think about it, he outlived Obi-Wan, uh, Anakin, even Cad Bane. Yeah. And Palpatine. Yes. <laughs> and Dooku. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, he's still alive. He made it. He made it, yeah. Damn. He, he founded his own uh, shipping company called Vianaka Transport Solutions. And probably retired. Uh, not quite retired. I think it, he doesn't have an official age, but I, I got to reckon he's like in his 80s or 90s probably. at this point. He is an old, old son old of a bitch. <laughs> he's an old son of a bitch. And yes, um, he appears at uh, Galaxy's Edge at the Black Spire Outpost and everything. He made a deal with Chewbacca to keep an eye on the Millennium Falcon while on the side doing side jobs, which is the Millennium Falcon ride and everything. That's cool. Um, and his transport company, um, it's legitimate. Notice the air quotes. <laughs> um, but on the side, it's just a uh, smuggling company and everything. Well, makes sense. But yeah, um, that's basically all I have on Hondo Onaka. He's cooler than I thought. Yeah, he is pretty damn cool. A lot of people... Um, I don't think I know any Star Wars fan that legitimately hates Hondo. I think he's just one of those very popular characters that you just love to hate sometimes. Yeah. He can be an asshole sometimes, but... You know, he's still a bro. He is a bro. He's greedy. But... When it counts, he always pulls through for people. Oh, yeah. He's the lovable rogue. Yes. Just like Jack Sparrow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, um, do I have any uh, closing comments? Uh, I do not. Okay. Um, but yeah, that is our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case, how much of Hanu Onaka is actually true? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, this was just a huge roller coaster. I don't. Yeah, I'm super glad that I have uh, a lot of Hondo's information just stored up in my noggin up here. Yeah, he's a he's a good character. He is a really cool character, and I would one day love to see more extended on his backstory and everything. It would be so cool. He literally came from the bottom of the barrel up to the very top, then down again, and then at the very top. Eh, kinda. Kinda just. In between right He's now. in the middle. <laughs> um, definitely not in the glory days during the Clone Wars, but he's still kicking about. Yep. He is definitely a survivor, too. Oh, yes, he is. But anyway. Yes, Anna. What are we going to be talking about next episode? Okay. Or who? Yeah. Um, so, it's been my round of episodes. Now, it is Hannah's turn. And you gave me a couple of good suggestions. Um... We've been talking a good amount of characters recently, and I decided to change it up a little bit. Okay. 
Next episode, we will be going back to the light side of things in Star Wars. But in this case, we will be exploring the home of the Jedi. The Jedi Temple. Oh, cool. Yeah. The Jedi Temple of Coruscant. Yeah. That's going to be cool. It is so... Yeah. It has so much meat to it. It's not even funny. <laughs> I just wish it was expanded on more. You know, there's actually a... Uh, you know, each episode of a, of a Star Wars, there's like a uh, cross-sections book and everything mm. where it gives you like a, a, a 3D outline of, you know, vehicles, buildings and everything like that. I believe I there's I one... I saw those when I was a kid. Yeah, I believe there's one for the Jedi Temple and I will be using that extensively for my research. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I hope for the audience, thank you so much for listening to us ramble about Hanu Onaka and how good of a character he is. And I hope you had fun listen, listening to our rambling and me quoting Hondo Onaka's lines. He's such a memorable character. He's so awesome. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, you want anything to close off with, Anna? Use that uh, <laughs> family technique. Run away! Run away! And may the force be with you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.